And I think that's what I want people to walk away from is if you're going to have a wedding, if you're going to have a milestone in your life and you are Jewish or you have any connection to any religion, Mm -hmm. but the rules are telling you no, 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 no. Yeah. Find a way. Find a way it'll work for you because don't deny that part of you. If I could do it over again without the Jewish guilt of my mother, probably would have gone to Hawaii, gotten married Mm -hmm. on a cliff, probably still have a chuppah. And a, and a yarmulke, and we would have a ketubah, but it would just be him and I, uh-huh. and have a big party. Yeah. Are you planning a Jewish or interfaith wedding? Are you lost on where to even begin planning the ceremony, let alone finding a rabbi to help you? Well, it doesn't matter whether one of you is Jewish or you're both Jewish. You deserve a guide. So take a deep breath. I promise it will all be okay. Welcome to Your Jewish Wedding with Rabbi Leanne. Here, I can be everyone's rabbi, (laughs) yours too. My guests and I will share everything we know to help make your Jewish or interfaith wedding full of tradition and perfectly yours. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I feel like being in your house is like full circle, like I was saying before, because I would come over here years ago for Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. Rosh Hashanah is coming up. Oh, thank God. So it's like, here we go. I know. It's so nice. And I I believe we were talking about how we don't really do that anymore because like the kids are weird and they need us more now than. Yes. But one day again. That'd be awesome. One day we will. What else are we going to do with ourselves when they leave the house? (sighs) Besides, hang I can't out, even right? think about what I'm gonna do you in know. an hour from now. Erin and I met a long time ago. Yeah. And do you remember? You're only a little bit younger than me, I think. So do you remember yeah. when TLC had that show, um, A Wedding Story? Yes. And it would be yes. like with the girl with like she, you know, she'd do all her planning and they'd spend three minutes like talking about her flowers. And, yeah. And we lo- did. I loved it. Did yeah. you love it? I was obsessed. And then there was another one. Is this the same one? Where they picked three weddings. There was oh, another that one. was an evolution. Okay. Because you're younger than I am. You probably caught I, I saw think, both. Yeah. yeah. And version. there was a baby story too. And you there would was... have, you watched the lady. <laughs> yes. I mean, there were so, thank you TLC for the amazing right. reality TV show I that know. I got to watch over the years. So I thought, so I'm doing this Your Jewish Wedding podcast and the episodes are turning into like deep dive information oh, on like small topics. But I thought that, you know, I remembered being so in love with being able to like get a window into everybody's wedding. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, part of what I'm explaining on the podcast is how everybody's Jewish wedding is so different. And that's, we value that actually. So I thought I'd just ask people who had a Jewish wedding about yeah. to tell me about their Jewish wedding. I so, love this. And I'm, I'm so, so here glad. for this because I did not have a traditional Jewish wedding. Yeah. So my husband now, John and I, we have been together for 20 years. 10 of those years, I think next year, I'm so bad with numbers and dates and anniversaries. Oh, I'm terrible. That I think maybe next year might be like our 10 year anniversary. It was this year. I don't know. I'm not big on anniversaries. Like, I'm like, we've been together a long time. You were engaged a long time before. So you were together before. Yes. So I met John. We were friends and we started dating and I am Jewish. He is not. Mm -hmm. Um, we started dating and we were together for 10 years before we got married. 
And we only got married because we thought it would be easier legally to have children. But he came from a family where his parents were divorced. And that was a difficult divorce to watch. And I came from a family where I felt that there were times that my parents probably should have been divorced. And those times were probably like 80 or 90% of the time, to be honest. And I knew for myself that if I was going to get married, like I respected the Institute of Marriage so much that I was going to wait. I was going to really find the right person to be married to or I wasn't going to be married at all. Right. And so John and I were dating and, and, um, and as we, you know, got closer to the eight year, nine year mark, I wanted to have children and we did some research and his parents are lawyers and they said, legally, it's just going to be easier for you if you guys get married to have kids. So we were like, okay, let's do that. Cause we knew we were going to be together with a piece of paper or without. Right. At this point, the, the breakup would be just as bad whether you were married or not. Yeah, exactly. And that was one of the things he was worried about in the yes. first place. Yes. Yeah. So it, he proposes, um, we were engaged for a year and a half. It was a little complicated because my mom got really sick during mm-hmm. that time. So I, I would say like my idea of my wedding definitely drastically changed because it had to become smaller, more intimate. Um, and, and, and initially I wanted to elope and then do a honeymoon and go to Hawaii for two weeks. And then my mom who was sick and the Jewish guilt was like, I want to be alive to see at least one of my children get married. And then you feel the gut punch and you're like, I was just going to ask why you didn't just sign the paper then. Um, <laughs> so it was Marilyn. Mom. Marilyn was the one who really, and you know, when your mom's laying there paralyzed, yeah. having a low quality of life, how do you say no to Marilyn, that? Marilyn of blessed memory. Yes. Yes. So yes. John and I said, let's do it. Let's get married. We'll get married in our backyard. And then, you know, you get, you talk, you start thinking about the dress and the flowers and this, and then you're like, well, there's a ceremony part of this. <laughs> oh, okay. We're going to actually like get married in front of people and all the things. Cause we thought about just doing a party and signing the papers. Sure. But then I was like, you know, I, we've been together for 10 years. I, if we're going to celebrate this with people and my mom's going to be there, let, let's just invite everybody, our, our yeah. intimate friends and family. Did so, you feel like you would have to explain why you hadn't had the ceremony if you had just done that? Yeah. Is that kind yeah, of Yeah, maybe, water? maybe. I, I'm trying to think about it. Yeah. And I, I don't know. And then I was like, well, I want to wear a wedding dress. So that's I didn't want to just wear that's yeah, the bougie that's part, the of bougie part <laughs> that came out. And I was like, well, I don't want to just wear it to a party. I want to wear it to an actual wedding. Uh-huh. So we decided to do a backyard wedding. And then the questions came up, well, who's going to marry us? And what's the ceremony going to be like? And at that time, you know, I had asked John since the the beginning of our relationship, would you ever convert to Judaism? And he said, I'm always open. What made you ask that? My parents. Uh I didn't care. Oh, okay. I never cared. I kind of knew from a very early age that I think my my partner that I was going to choose was not going to be Jewish. I don't know. I just felt that. Mm Mm-hmm. And I wasn't surprised when I married You someone. had like a little vision of your yeah. future and saw yourself. Yeah. Like, I just said, I just don't see it with a Jewish man. I don't know mm-hmm. what that means. I don't, it sure. doesn't really have to mean anything. I just don't see it. So we got married. So we're planning our wedding and we're talking about it. And I said, well, this, you can convert anytime you want if you want to, <laughs> but this, this is kind of the time. Do you want to convert? And we had a long conversation and he said, no. 
And the reason why was because he didn't feel 100% Jewish. He said, I feel Jewish. I feel like I have a Jewish life with you and I love that. But I think as a respect to the religion, I'm not going to do it because that's what I'm supposed to do. You said you told him, like, this is the time. What made you say that? Um, I think that was just, like, traditional thinking. Like, most mm-hmm. people, my friends that were in either interfaith marriages at the time or someone, they were getting married, someone was converting to something. So uh-huh. I think it was just, like, this is what people are doing. This Got is it. the trend. So mm-hmm. we should have this conversation. And a lot of my friends did marry non-Jewish guys and they did convert. The, before the wedding. Before the wedding. Oh, got it. Okay. So and to you, it was it was looking kind of like a normal thing. Yeah, was, yeah. So yeah. I was like, well, maybe he'll do it. And he was like, no, I respect the religion too much to come in and dilute Ooh. it. Oh. And I love and respect my husband for it because <laughs> he will never go into something if he's not 100%. And I think that is the most, that's, that's a beautiful gift is honoring your truth. And accepting whatever consequences come from that. Because I do think some people do convert for whatever reasons, mm-hmm. multiple reasons, but I think sometimes it's based off of pressure. Sure. Not to say that they can't have a good outcome, no. but that's not something that your husband would no. ever even... I would only want him to do it if yeah. he felt a spiritual calling for himself. Yeah. It's not just... for me, not for our children. Yeah. Because he does have a Jewish life with us. And that's not part of his personality to do something. Like, like he wouldn't feel that had integrity. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I really respected that. My dad respected that. My mom took a little time to respect that. I I think the follow-up question was, well, are you going to raise the kids Jewish? And I was like, we are going to raise the kids with a Jewish life. Yes. I can't believe that was the second question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we, we all know, to a degree, most of us, that it's important that we carry on the traditions and mm-hmm. that the Jewish people want it to stay alive. Mm-hmm. And I and I want Judaism to stay alive. And I want it to thrive for the people that it speaks to and it calls for. And so, and I, and I do feel, and, and this is a whole other conversation, but like when I say I'm Jewish, I, I feel Jewish culturally more than religiously. I feel Jewish culturally and spiritually, if that makes sense, but not necessarily religiously. And that doesn't mean it can't change or it won't change, but that's just how it speaks to me in this present time. This is something I've been trying to communicate actually on the podcast because I think it's people who who are American, like the dominant religion is like Christianity yeah. and it's it's based on like a set of beliefs. Yeah. And we just don't fuss ourselves with what other people believe yeah. very much. Yeah. Or even with we you know, yeah. like you just said, right? Yeah, I think and I think I think the beauty of Judaism is you get to kind of pick your relationship with it. Like and that's the beauty of anything if you allow it. Sure. But you should you should pick you should pick how it, how Judaism, if you are Jewish or you want to be Jewish, how it can benefit you, how it can mm. work for you, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. So anyways, we get to the wedding. He decides not to convert, but I didn't want to have a non-religious wedding because okay. I said, I am Jewish. There are Jewish, ele- I've envisioned a Jewish wedding to some degree. So um, his brother is ordained. He actually went to like uh seminary school in Boston and it was his first Jewish wedding. That's, that's a fancy ordination. Yeah. Wow. And he doesn't even do, he, he's like a rowing coach. He doesn't even like 
do anything with it, but he did it. So how did you approach him? I said, yo, Drew, you want to marry us? <laughs> you don't have to buy us a wedding gift or I'll, well, you can charge and I'll pay you. And he's like, no, it's cool. I'll and did he it. assume that you would want, like, did he jump in right away asking, like, how Jewy is this going to be? Or? No, he no. just said, what do you want? Oh, okay. And I said, we want it to be quick. Mm-hmm. We want it to be short and sweet. And we want it to be representative of both John and I. So, John being Jewish, he what he wanted to add was yarmulkes. He wanted a chuppah and um, the breaking of the glass, and I was I wanted all those things. And then one thing he didn't know about, but I wanted was a ketubah. Okay. So we have that in our bedroom. So John had a Jewish list for your yes. ceremony that was longer. Than your Jewish yeah. list for the ceremony. And I'm telling you, just because of his upbringing, he grew up um, in a Christian home when he was growing up. Um, and obviously, Old Testament, Sunday school, it's so bad. Like, I people ask me questions. I'm like, John, Old Testament? I don't know. Like, He I'm knows his Bible stories. He, I mean, he knows Bible stories. Yes. He would have been A++ student at Hebrew school, all the things. <sighs> Wow. So, and then we talked about other things that were not Jewish that we wanted. He didn't want any Christian elements. He didn't want Jesus's name in there or anything like that. So it was, it was more like Jewish and non-secular, mm-hmm. like Jewish plus non-secular equals Aaron and John's wedding. Yeah. And it was beautiful because it was us and it was intimate. And, um, it was just, it was a really special day. Now, if I could do it over again without the Jewish guild of my mother, Probably would have gone to Hawaii, gotten married mm-hmm. on a cliff. Probably still have a hoopa and, a, and a yarmulke. And we would have a ketubah, but it would just be him and I uh-huh. and have a big party. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was our wedding. And it was fantastic. And it was beautiful. And I loved every minute of it. Was Marilyn happy with it? I think so. As happy as she could <laughs> be, whatever that looked like. Mm-hmm. Happiness was a little hard for her to find at times, but oh, Mom. she figured it out. Was there any Hebrew? Do you remember? Uh, what wow. Was your, what's your brother-in-law's name? Drew? Drew. Drew, Drew. yeah. Um, I don't think so. I think we had, oh gosh, wow. You think back 10 years and you're like, I can't remember. I can barely remember the details. No. Um, I think... We might have said one or two prayers, but not in Hebrew. Uh huh. In English. So Drew kind of took the helm at that point. Yes. And and I assumed in his research. He seems like he's a research yes. kind of guy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he took care of everything. And he we added and we just kind of designed our own ceremony. And it was fifteen minutes. So I think yeah. I think most people came up to us and they said that was the most beautiful wedding. And I said, what was so beautiful about it? They're like, it was so short. And I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. Jewish weddings can be very fast. Yeah. I think I've done a seven minute one before. That's amazing. Yeah. That's my style. Like, let's get down to the connection, the laughing, the dancing, the eating. Like, I mean, I also, as I get older, though, I do appreciate more of the ceremony stuff. Yeah. But I, the longest wedding I ever went to was a Greek Orthodox. Oh, holy I'm moly. I would like to see that. Oh my, I'm sure you could call That's- and just be like, Oh, I'm, Can I, I'm friends with Father Demetrius because yeah, we sure, did a little yeah. thing together. But um, so I wanted to ask, you wanted a ketubah and that was important yes. to you. Why? What was, do you remember why that was so important to you? I felt 
like it was a spiritual contract. And I feel like we're making a legal contract. And then there should also be a spiritual contract. Even though I think John and I are always on a spiritual journey. We're always trying to figure out our meaning, our purpose, like why we're here, who is or what is the higher power, all the things that we have all these questions we don't know as human beings. And I just, I I wanted it to be there because I am Jewish and he signed it and he had no problem. Now, is this kosher? No, it's, it's one you got offline. No, what do you mean by kosher? I mean, like I got a whole, like I had a friend who I will not name who was very helpful in pointing out all the things of why my wedding wasn't a Jewish wedding. Mm -hmm. And wow. That that was hurtful. That's that was that was not fun to have someone constantly critique and say that my wedding was less Jewish than hers because of X and Y and Z and and I let her have it because that those are her feelings and her thoughts. They're not mine. But I felt like mine was just as Jewish and everyone as anyone's because it met my needs as a Jewish person and my level of and my relationship with Judaism, yeah. it should it should reflect that. And I hope by now you've grown into your Judaism and learned enough to know that that's that's not a very accurate yeah. way to put no, it. Even no, it's but not it's, a helpful. It's not, not more necessary. Or less. It's There's not, not kind. Yeah, yeah there, it's not it's not a competition. Yeah, your it's, spirituality right. is a personal relationship with you and yourself, and anything that you feel connected to you that's. That, that will give you meaning and purpose. Right. And your ketubah is your ketubah, yeah. not yeah. the Jewish people's ketubah. Yes. It's not yes. God's ketubah. It's yeah. between you and John. And yeah. it sounds like you always and have a have And we have in our ba- bedroom. And I will say, you know, it, it, it's a spiritual contract between him and I that no matter where we are at our spiritual journeys individually, in our marriage, we will respect that. So we've always talked about like, you know, the people that later in life, they get more religious and the mm-hmm. one person doesn't. It's like, how can we support each other in our spiritual journeys? And for him, it, that he loved that we could have that together, whether it had Jewish flavor, English fav- flavor, Christian, whatever that is for anybody. I mean, it's a Jewish tradition that you that you were able to apply to something that was very important to yeah. you in your relationship. And that's incredible. The, and, and you just said something. The thing that I feel so connected to about Judaism is the level of commitment to all the traditions that are available to you. You know, Judaism has a lot of traditions that you can apply. You can try to do all of them. You could do some of them. You could do none of them. But you find the ones that really speak to you and make you make you feel like a better person, a happier person, a a more grounded, peaceful person. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was the takeaway for us. And and so finding those elements in our wedding that reflected that of us, that it would bring calm and peace and love Mm -hmm. and integrity, all the things that are important to John and I. I'm loving that the chuppah was so important to John. Yeah. I'm just so entertained by this. I've never heard this story. Yeah. Well, he just, I mean, it wasn't like, I, I think it was just because he knew that I wanted it. Like, oh, I he, see. Like, he would have gotten married in a Costco. 
Yeah. Do you think he like envisioned you can have a hookah at Costco? Yeah, you could. They should have. <laughs> they should sell those. Costco. Do there you, you go. Do you think that like he envisioned, like he thought to himself, "What's a Jewish wedding?" and then just sort of like applied that onto his list? Um, I'm trying to think if he was at any Jewish weddings before ours, and I think there was maybe no. I don't think he was at a Jewish wedding. I think his first Jewish wedding was our wedding. That's amazing. But how did, tell me about your chuppah. What, was there anything special? Did you build it? Was there anything sentimental? We had our florist. We ha- I had a, um, like a same day wedding planner kind of person. Amazing. Like she helped me pick out some mercury glass, the flowers. And what she did was she did have what she called a wedding canopy. Amazing. And I said, can we make this into a chuppah? She goes, I have no idea how to do this, but thank you. Let's figure it out because I'm sure I will run into this. And I would love to be able to help Jewish people have a chuppah at their wedding. True spirit of a pro. Yeah. Love it. So it was just this beautiful, like, um, iron frame canopy thing. And we draped just sheer fabric over cream mm-hmm. fabric and we put some really delicate flowers and it was mm-hmm. just very simple and we just felt like it was it just separated him and I from everybody else it was just it was about us and our relationship and our future our past our present our future all the things so it was our little home on our day of our wedding so it was really special I love this because you I don't know if you studied about this at all, but no. you've literally nothing. just nothing. Named, like the three most common reasons that like scholars say. Oh we my have gosh. <laughs> okay, what are in the conversation? I mean, it represents the home. Yeah. And it creates a bubble that it's just you two and allows you to focus on one another while still being supported yeah. by people on all sides. And I'm sure I've picked that up over the years. It's going very to, Jewish yes. spirit. It's, it's, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not a religious. Like, I don't. Right. If you ask me anything from Hebrew school, I don't remember. Is my, I can read Hebrew. Is it great? No. Do I understand Hebrew? No. Do I keep kosher? No. <laughs> but do I have a Jewish spirit? Absolutely. And I know you have a very Jewish home. Yes. And I, I also know that, or I think I know that John loves that. Oh my gosh. Like he loves that about your family, that it's a Jewish family. Yes. And I think for us, it's about being Jewish is about a spirit. It's about aliveness. Like we're alive. Like the Jewish people have suffered for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And they suffered so we can be alive today. And I think however you want to live, I'm like going to cry. I don't know why I'm so emotional about this. But <laughs> however you want to live the best version of your life, take elements of Judaism if that speaks to you or calls to you or you were, you were brought up with it and you use that. It's for you. It's to keep you alive and well. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a health and wellness coach. And so when I'm working with my clients, spirituality, religion plays a huge part in our overall wellness. Like you said, it's about finding peace. Yes. Like having that peace. And if Judaism or any other religion or um, anything that makes you, impacts your spirituality, optimizes your spirituality, go for it. Mm. I think sometimes religion puts too many rules and and it can deter us from the beauty of what that religion 
will actually give us, which is the spirituality part of it. Absolutely. So do you remember if there were any, like, did you contribute any readings or explanations, things that you wanted people to hear at your ceremony? We, I, I remember, yes, I can't exactly remember, remember what they were. The one thing I do remember is I, I don't know why I feel this way, but I was like very concerned that if John could not break the glass, it would be bad luck. I think it was like on the Sex in the City when Charlotte married What's oh, did he face? not break the glass? I don't think he broke it the first time oh. and he had to keep breaking it. And remember, she was about perfect wedding and her with her first husband, Troy or whatever his name was, everything yeah. was perfect. But she the was marriage... very about Jewish stuff too. So yes. she probably wanted to make sure it was it was right, like extra. Yes. Yeah. So I remember in her first wedding, everything was perfect. It was the most magical day, but the marriage was crap. Mm. Then I forget his name. Um, was the, it Harry? Harry, yeah. I was Is that thinking what he Henry. Was? Yeah, Harry. How do I remember yeah, that? I don't know. Harry, when she married Harry, the wedding day was a disaster. Like she spilled right. wine on her dress. He went to go break the glass and he couldn't break <gasps> it. And she's like, and everyone's gasping because it's in a synagogue. Nightmare. And it's like, it's bad luck. She thinks it's bad luck. The marriage Zoom ends up being the happiest marriage of her life, you know. But yeah, they just had a bat mitzvah mazel tov. I didn't watch on any. This, I, but I, I didn't either. <laughs> but I know that that happened. So right? It has to be going okay. It's, it's got to be going good. They've survived this long. But yeah, and, and the best part, she converted and she became like even more Jewish. I know that was a very sweet episode. Yes. I remember that. She had a very deep connection to it. Yes. And so I remember being worried. Like I was like, John, you need to practice breaking glasses. Did you? I don't think he did, but he did break the glass. Okay. I was very nervous about that. For How some did reason. you find the glass? Do you remember? I think Drew brought it. I don't remember. Drew. Drew is the unsung hero yes, of your he Jewish is. wedding story. Yes, he brought it. Um, yeah, we had that. Did we do a kiddish? I don't know. I have to look do you at have any one. stuff from your wedding that you still use or that became part of your family's stuff? Well, we, in our bedroom, on our wall, we have our gatuba. Sure. And then on each side of our nightstands, I had my mom's best friend calligraphy our vows to each other. Oh, wow. So I have his vows on my side that I can read, and he has my vows. Wow. Yeah. And what an incredible intentional thing. Yeah. And so obviously your rings. It. And our rings. Well, <laughs> ring. <laughs> my husband, God bless his soul, has lost two wedding rings. And I finally told him, I said, we're not buying a third. It's fine. You don't go out of the house. You work from home. You go to the gym. It's fine. I don't need you to wear a ring. You're home every day in our house. Like, I'm not worried at all. You don't need to tell people you're married. I trust you. My husband hasn't worn his for like over a decade. I it's think bigger it's... bigger swell when he types, I guess. I don't know. I think it's sexy when he wore it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I would look down at it and smile and I just thought it was like, I don't know. I've been with my husband since I was 20. So it's like, it was a symbol of him like becoming a man Ooh, yeah. and like, oh yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. It was a little bit of a turn oh, I on. I understand that. But yeah. then he... What he lost it, he lost the first one um, on vacation in the ocean. It just like came off. At least it went back to the earth. God bless a little Nemo <laughs> swimming around with a gold <laughs> ring or it's in a shark's belly and then around the bottom of the ocean. And then 
I, oh, and then he jammed his finger in basketball and it swelled <sighs> up and they had to, our friend who's a firefighter, sure. had to come over our house with a cutter oh and cut God. it off because his finger was turning black. <gasps> so he does, in his defense, he does have the broken pieces. Well, that's great. And he said, I'm going to, I'm just going to, we're going to fix this. I'll take it to a jewel. I said, honey, we're not going to do anything. We'll just explain it like the broken glass. Yes. Like, same, well, we're, same sentiment. So I think we'll do something with the ring, like, like I'll do something with it sure. at some point. Sure. Yeah. When when you get a minute to do creative things, yeah, yeah, which is which is never, never. <laughs> but I love my ring. My ring means a lot to me because um, this is the ring that I knew that when I was like a little girl, I wanted to oh, be my wow. wedding ring because this used to be an earring. the The setting used to be my mom's earring, and in the middle was an orange stone, like a topaz. And I loved these earrings so much and she had lost one of them. And so she kept oh one of the gosh. earrings and she was going to just like turn it into a necklace. And I said, mom, I love this so much. Will you save this for me? I think I was like eight or nine. I said, I want this to be my wedding ring. I'm going to take a picture of it right yes. now to put in the show notes so people can see because it is just it's, the coolest thing. I love this. Thank you. So she saved it for me. And we took out the topaz and we put a stone in there, a diamond, and we made a little band. He owes me a third band at some point. Oh, it'll happen. Um, or I'll owe myself. Yeah. I might do it for myself. I might not even ask him. Just be like, you know what? Good for you for being married and happy and just yeah. being present. Like, you don't need him to give you anything. No. You give it to yourself. No. Yes. There we go. Exactly. I'm going to give it to myself and surprise him. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, look what I did. Congratulations on yeah. giving me the sense of autonomy. Yeah. Can you and comfort just pay the bill? Pay the credit card bill. Be fine. And he will. John and he will. will. And he will. John will no do problem. anything you say. I know that about. You him. know what? The, my favorite thing he ever says, and his, he says a lot of things I love, but he always tells people, like when I'm, I go off and do this. Like for example, next week I'm about to go to Olympic National Park, and a couple times a year I go and travel, and I'll take. My daughter, Gwenny, because it's our special trip. We'll oh, go with my sister-in-law. My mother and father-in-law sometimes comes. We visit my best friend who travels a lot. Anyways, people always say to him, like my dad also likes to give him like shit and say, you let Aaron go or You'll, you're fine with Aaron doing this. You're fine with doing that. And people, that's just like a theme in our relationship that other people like to insert on us. And John, for the past 20 years, have been has been saying the same thing. He goes, I am not in the business of telling Aaron no. And I'm like, this is why I love this man. Well, and I think you're probably not in the business of telling him no, no either. No. Because you know that if you were to ask of something from each other that would be a sacrifice for the other one, you're going to not take it lightly. Yeah. It's going to be a serious thing that you're yeah. going to ask yes. from one another. When we, when we ask things, it's because it really it, it, it's important to You us. really need it. Yeah. And it might not be like a big deal like a trip. Like I have a lot of neuroses, I'm not going to lie. So, like, when my kids sit around the table, we have dinner at our table every night, um, and people don't push in their chairs, it makes me crazy. It makes me crazy. Okay. And my husband is learning to push in his chair. Listen, it could be as stupid as that. But oh. when I ask him, I'm like, it just, it makes me feel heard and validated. Because it's something that I can't explain, but when I see chairs not in my table mm -hmm. pushed in, it makes me crazy. And I feel like I have to do it. So just be nice. Well, in that acceptance of you. Yes. That, that that's just part of who you are. And that that's, that's the entire reason we're going to do it. Yes. Is because he loves you. Yes. And he loves who you are. Yeah. And he asks plenty of me too. Oh, and sure. I do, yeah, and I do the same. And we just, we, we try to, we try to validate each other. We try to help each other 
we we just are you know it's 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 really easy to feel like things and people are coming against you but I, I, it's important for me in my own home for it to be safe with the people in there that we all feel like we have each other's backs, that we'll support each other. If you can't be good to your family, who can you be good to? Yeah. And we don't have to understand it. it. That's one of the things that we're trying to instill in our children is you don't have to understand it, but you do have to respect it to some degree mm-hmm. and help the other person in some way, shape, or form right. and help yourself. So your, your relationship in that sense can only be a good example for yeah. your kids. Yeah. Can I ask you one more question? Ask me all the questions. Did you think about looking for a rabbi? I did. I actually did look for rabbis. You looked for... See, you left that part out. I did. I wanted to make sure we got there. Thank you. The most important. (laughs) I um, went to my rabbi and I said, would you marry us? Your childhood rabbi? Um, No. My childhood rabbi had retired, but it was still a rabbi at the synagogue. Okay. And he said, I cannot do that if he doesn't convert. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, I'm and, that not, and that was it. I'm, listen, I don't, I, I respect people's choices. Mm-hmm. I think it's a disservice, in my opinion, to deny someone of a Jewish wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do understand his reasonings. I think he's a great man, a great rabbi, and I I still have the utmost respect for him. But if I knew what you were doing, if I knew you and you were doing what you're doing now Mm -hmm. when we were getting married, I would have had you and Drew. I think John wanted Drew to be there because it was his brother. Sweet. But even if it was like, you know, would you consult him? Would you help Mm -hmm. him? Even if he let it, would you help him? create a Jewish ceremony Just put us. a little Jewish sparkle yes, on it. Right. Yeah. Put that Jewish glitter magic like a on little, it. Yeah, we've got yeah. glitter. So did the rabbi that you spoke with, did he say anything else? Like, did he did he offer to consult? Did he offer words of no. encouragement? I'm he assuming just, it's a man. Yeah, it's a man. Okay. Yeah, and he said um, he would have to convert. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and to tell you the truth, we actually left the synagogue because um, he told us, I said, you know, John's not planning on converting. How supportive are you guys going to be of our family? Yeah, God how, willing, they'll kids yeah, soon. And- yeah, how how are you going to be supportive of Briss's and wow. this and stuff? And and they said, yes. Yeah. So we, you know, had our son's Briss at the temple. Okay. We had our, he came and did our daughter's uh, naming. Wow. So he was very supportive in other ways to our children, Based off the fact that they were Jewish because they came out of my womb, which is Jewish. And he gave you that explanation? That was the explanation. Oh, wow. But if it was the opposite, he would not be able to facilitate those ceremonies under Jewish law. And so we used, we took advantage of it and we had him there for the kids stuff. But we, you know, I asked him, you know, if we decide to get our kids bar and bat mitzvah at the shul, could my husband go on the bimah? And he said, you know, it's going to cause a lot of maybe talk, but your third generation, I know you, I know your family. So yes, but we could not give him an Aaliyah and he could not read from the Torah and certain things. And I was okay with that because John didn't really 
chair. John's not fixing John's to do it. John's not like, anyway. yeah. He's, not, he's like, I don't want to do that. My dad's like, you don't want to do that. And I'm like, thanks, dad. Oh, thanks funny. for that uh, commentary. But um, it just showed us that we don't really feel connected to, like we said, the religious part. So I, this might be interesting. Mm. So we've been, my daughter's coming of age. She's in fourth oh my grade. Oh she sure is. Yeah. And so we've talked about how we want to handle bar and bat mitzvahs and certain mm-hmm. things. And what we've decided is that I was not given a choice as a child. I was told, sure. you're going to have a bat mitzvah. And I'm grateful I did. And I'm grateful I had a Jewish upbringing. But I had a lot of concerns about Judaism as a child that I didn't feel like were fully addressed. And that always didn't sit well with me. But so we decided that for instead of doing a bar and bat mitzvah, what we're going to do is we're going to take our kids to Israel for two to three weeks. Nice. We're going to show them the, we're going to show them Israel. Mm -hmm. We're going to show them what Judaism looks like outside of our home, the religion, just all the beautiful parts and let them decide. So you're going to mark you're going to mark her coming of age yes. in some way. Yes. But not the traditional not the, read from the, the Torah. Yes. Because we don't do things traditionally. But we've always told her and my son, you are Jewish. There's no denying that. I Whether, like that your Jewish family values is like, we're going, it's going to be Jewish, but not traditionally. Yeah, it's not. It's still got that, you're going to do this aspect. <laughs> but there's some flexibility, mm-hmm. you know, and... And I've always told my kids, you can deny your Judaism. It's still there. Mm-hmm. It's always an invitation if you always want it. And at whatever degree, it's always there for you. It's it's a gift mm-hmm. that was given to you from generations and generations. And many, many people sacrificed it because, for you. But that is not a reason for you to do it out of guilt. Mm-hmm. It's a reason for you to explore it and give it your best, honest, hard, good look at it when you're an adult. Yeah. And you can really decide, does this fit with my values or how could it fit with my values and my integrity yeah. and how I live my life so I can honor the religion. Yeah. And I think and I hope that synagogues are going to start getting creative about ways to embrace and hold families that are like you. So if your daughter were to say, I really loved that trip to Israel, I feel really Jewish in my kishkas and I, I feel like I want to mark it in some way like in the community then there would be a synagogue, for example, that would be like, we'd love to invite you to have a first Aaliyah and yeah. to buy everyone bagels. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever it and is. And if not, we, I, we if you did bar, bar mitzvahs, bar bat mitzvahs at the time, we would, yeah. we would address, we would, we would talk to you or we would yeah. talk to someone. Talk John to and I, yeah, right. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure, figure it out. We'll find somebody. But the point is, is that sometimes your relationship is non-traditional and that doesn't mean you have to give up on it completely. And I think that's what I want people to walk away from is if you're going to have a wedding, if you're going to have a milestone in your life and you are Jewish or you have any connection to any religion, Mm -hmm. but the rules are telling you no, 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 no. Yeah. Find a way, find a way that will work for you because don't deny that part of you. It actually makes you, maybe, perhaps makes you engage with it more. Yeah. With that determination of, yeah. okay, now we've got to step up and figure this out. Yeah. So tell, so tell us, did John convert? No. No. Does he have plans to? No. Does he, in fact, bake challah for your entire household? Yes. Well, Rosh Hashanah is coming up, so we were talking. <laughs> I, I already yes. knew this yep. about John. Yep. <laughs> I'm making lots of all soup, which we'll have to talk about if you need any. I'm making soup, so oh let God. me know. Make soup tomorrow. Um, he's going to do the challah 
And then we're gonna, we like to bake desserts together. It's kind of our time in the kitchen together. So we're gonna make, we just found, my mom has a great coffee cake recipe, but I found an apple coffee cake recipe. So I'm gonna try that. Okay, maybe you can add apples to Marilyn's recipe. I could. Well, because her cake does call for sour cream, and I think I could just add the apples because I was comparing the recipes, and they're very similar. Yeah. We're talking about Marilyn as though she's alive. She is. She's she's she, in this room. I can feel her. She Well, she is. She has passed away, so she's a blessed memory. But And I never met her, but I feel as though I have met her because I have heard so many, many stories, stories from Erin. Yeah. And Erin um, and I, for, for several years, had a tradition where I would make the matzo balls and Erin would make Marilyn's soup, her mother's mm-hmm. soup, and we would do a switcheroo. Yep. And so... You had her pot. She... Yeah. yeah. From her... With her pot. The pot oh, she so she's definitely to, in your house. Once she enters, she doesn't leave. Right. So, in fact, she managed to attend two Rosh Hashanah dinners that yeah, year. Yeah. And that is the magic of, yeah. of, of always keeping someone's memory yeah. alive. And that's the magic of traditions, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, yeah, that's what I love about Judaism is the traditions. And it makes me think of her and just all their family members that I've lost and just, yeah. like, my upbringing and how Judaism has just played such an important role in my life. And it's going to play an important role some way, somehow, in my kids and in our marriage and all the What things. a beautiful story. Well, thanks Thank for having for me on this show. about yeah. your Jewish wedding. And if yeah. anybody would like John's challah recipe or Marilyn's... <laughs> yeah, hit me up. <laughs> or Marilyn's chicken soup recipe, or I don't know how guarded it is, but, uh, you know, let us know. Yes. Your, and your as Jewish a health and wellness coach, I want to say eat all the food. Eat all as the Jewish food. people, food is important to us. Yeah. Eat all the food. Let it nourish your body. Let you enjoy it. Get pleasure from it. Enjoy it. It's, it, it's such a big part of our, our lifestyle and our spirituality and our religion. So don't deprive yourself of anything. If you say no carbs on Rosh Hashanah, I'm going to come find you. <laughs> Gosh, thank you so much for that. So if anybody in the Columbus, Ohio area would like to spend more time with your loving, mothering, yenta, encouraging, <laughs> embracing of Judaism and spirituality and interfaith relationships, how can they find you? Yes. So you can find me. I have a website, www.thegrowwellcoach.com, and I'll send you all this so you can put it in your show notes. Um, I'm heavy on Instagram at growwellcoaching, so you can slide into my DM, shoot me <laughs> a message, whatever you want to do. Say, hey, happy Rosh Hashanah, happy new year. Um, email me and yeah, even if you're not in the Columbus, Ohio area. Oh, good, good. Yeah, come find me. You can still get the you can get the Aaron goodness yes. even if you're not in person. Yes, but I have to tell this is really good. It's been a long time since we've sat down together. I know and, we should um, do this more. I feel like we should do like coffee talk. I really well, I'm sure that everybody would love to hear from you again. So well, we'll I would so love we'll to come down. Well, you make this so fun and easy. Oh, that's so sweet. And this feels very, like I said, from the minute I walked in here, very so full fine. circle. Well, your mom's already been here several yeah. years, so it's... And to think, like, you have also. walking in the door for the first time when you had, like, I felt a thousand people and kids. Thousand I just remember people. the long table, and I'm like, oh, my God, there's so many people. This Tables is in the living room. Yeah, yes. food, kids everywhere. To think that we'd be sitting here, what, probably five or six years later At least. on your podcast. Thank God. What a great thing. Yeah. What a beautiful thing. And so to tell John and your children hello from me. Same to your beautiful children Thank you. and husband. Shana Toba. Yeah. Shana Toba. Bye. Bye. Okay.
Well, everyone, I have had the best time being your rabbi for this episode. I'm so glad you joined me for another little bit of insight into planning your perfect Jewish or interfaith wedding. Until you can smash that glass on your big day, you'd might as well smash that subscribe button for this podcast. I don't want you to miss a single thing. Remember, you can always find me, Rabbi Leanne, on Instagram at at your Ohio Rabbi, all one word, for even more tips, tricks, recommendations, and wisdom on Jewish weddings. If you want to work with me on your wedding, you'll find all the info you need at yourohiorabbi.com. Until next time, remember, you deserve the perfect wedding for you. Don't settle for anything less. Thank you.